Welcome to the Whiskey and Lemon podcast. You know me, I'm your host, Lana Mercedes. And today we're going to be talking about staying motivated. We've all been there. We have this major thing that we want to do and our nerves begin to get the best of us. We panic. We are so concerned with what could go wrong that we psych ourselves out. Well, it happens. We all have failed and will probably fail again. It could be something as simple as drawing a straight line. We get so nervous that we're going to make the line crooked that we start shaking and end up ruining the entire line. It's like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Our behavior and grief get all tangled up and our worries and predictions come true. We have to realize that most of the things that we worry about happening don't actually happen. Or they do, and the consequence is not nearly as detrimental as we think it is going to be. Of course, we want to shoot for the stars in all things that we do, as we should. We want to get it right the first time without worrying about messing up. The thing about that is, again, we all fail sometimes. We're human. That's what we do. And there is really no reason to worry about looking human in front of other humans. So let's relax. Take a deep breath. Be courageous. You can do this. Without a little risk, we may never try anything new. If you are trying something again, you know where you went wrong and now it's time to go for it. What if you don't know where you went wrong? You have the bravery to try it the first time. You have the bravery to try it again. Many of us that are afraid to try things again is because of that failure the first time. But nothing is perfect. Here's an example for you. The first time I took my driving test, I failed. I just wanted to pass so bad when deep down I knew that I wasn't really comfortable driving yet. I just didn't want to admit it. I felt kind of embarrassed to say I didn't know how to drive yet when it seemed like so many other people around me had an easier time. But then after a couple of days, I realized I was happy I didn't pass. I would have been a lot more afraid to get in a car accident than to not pass a test that I had the opportunity to just take later with some more practice. I was just in so much of a rush to say I had passed my driving test and got my license that I didn't stop to think about the responsibility and weight that comes with operating a vehicle especially in LA. I had some time to address my errors and I was able to then pass the test. With that being said, I enjoyed the journey along the way. I felt way more confident going through those steps. In an article from the Washington Post, Don't Be Afraid to Fail, Steve Petro quotes, those moments of time when you're out of your comfort zone, you grow the most. Don't fight that, embrace it. You can be nervous, that's normal. You can get a little anxious. That's hard to knock. However, do not be afraid to fail. Henrik Edberg of the Positivity blog stated, being wrong leads to being creative. If you're never willing to be wrong, then you'll never be as innovative as when your imagination is prodded by failure. You'll just repeat what you already know over and over. That gets stagnant fast. So correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't repeating something over and over expecting different results the definition of insanity? (laughs) Okay. I think you catch my drift. Give it a shot. Give it a shot again. Look at the signs. At the end of the day, only you know what you are meant to fail and what you are meant to win. When we really want something, one of two things often happens. We face obstacles and feel like giving up, or we work so hard that we forget to have fun along the way. Michael Josephson says, take pride in how far you've come. Have faith in how far you can go, but don't forget the journey. Something we must remember is that we do not have to wait to be happy. We can be happy while we work toward our goals. It doesn't have to come at the end. As far as giving up, don't let that be an option. 
Don't let fear, obstacles, or failure halt your goals. Nothing worth having ever comes easy, right? Whenever we feel like throwing in the towel, look back at how far you've already come. Many people have ideas or goals of doing things, but a very small portion actually follow through. If you want to be a part of that small percentage that follows through, you have to do what the larger percentage is not doing, which is actually doing it. When obstacles arise, address them and continue on in your journey. When fear settles in, know that fear only presents itself and things we care about are in the mix. Do you ever notice that when you achieve something that was challenging and took a lot of time and dedication that you appreciated a lot more than something that came easy with no fight? Of course, because we put in extra work for things that we deeply care about. Take all of the things that you really want in life, how much blood, sweat, and tears you put into them. Evaluate the struggles you have faced and realize that it is all a part of the process. Dust yourself off and try again. These are all the things that we will appreciate that much more when the goal is achieved. Call your bluff. This is your way of saying, put your money where your mouth is. Whether you're embarking on a new business venture, relationship, fitness routine, nutritious lifestyle, etc., give it your all and make yourself accountable along the way. While going in full force and expect the best from yourself, give it the best of yourself. Give the energy you expect, whether that is regarding a relationship or the results you expect out of a solo goal. If you are taking on a new business project, do your research, be prepared, have a vision, and voice your goals and expectations. Taking a leap into a new relationship or working on a current one, give it your all and give your significant other the same attention, respect, and energy that you expect from them. If you are getting started on a new fitness routine or diet, Put in what you want out of it. Results come when we work for them. Make choices that you are confident in and tell yourself that you can do this. No matter what obstacles may be in your way, if you want something bad enough, you'll go for it. According to Margie Wells, take a risk. The odds are better than you think. We need to be a little braver. She says these are the four things that we do to hinder ourselves from executing that bravery. Number one. We overestimate the probability of something going wrong. Number two, we exaggerate the consequences of what might happen if it does go wrong. Number three, we underestimate our ability to handle the consequences of risk. And number four, we discount or deny the cost of inaction and sticking with the status quo. Worrell follows the list by giving us three questions to ask ourselves in order to overcome the tendency to play it safe. Number one, what would I do if I were being more courageous? Number two, how will an action cost me one year from now if I do nothing? And number three, where is my fear of failure causing me to overestimate the size of risk, underestimate myself, and holding me back from taking risks that would serve me? Before you take a step back and scare yourself out of something great, be confident and give yourself some credit. You can do this. When you are about to embark on a significant journey, it is normal to have a little anxiety. Your mind runs wild, thinking of all the pros and cons. Oftentimes, it's the cons that really consume our mind because we're afraid of something going wrong, naturally. However, in order to really find out what your passion is, what the right decision may be, you have to think of all the things that could go right. Josh James of the Goal Getting Podcast states, the mind is a funny thing. Yes, it can block us from our goals if it hasn't been programmed to not let you succeed. 
But when your mind is a goal-getting machine, it will keep ideas that are good for your success in your mind and keep you tuned into the frequency of that success. It is important to think about how our body physically reacts to the idea of that action. If you think about taking a stab that makes you cringe, feel a little nauseous, a little faint, or maybe even angry, that may be a clear sign that some things need to be reevaluated. However, if you find that you just have some butterflies, anxiety, a mind running wild, nerves, or even misplaced excitement, you may be on the right track. For instance, your mind running wild could be that this journey you're about to embark upon is subconsciously producing more ideas and goals within you. That's a great sign. Also, misplaced excitement can be great. You're not quite sure what specifically about that action gets you excited, but you do know that excitement is definitely the feeling that you're getting when you think about it. Josh James goes on to say, if you have those thoughts that are that strong and that persistent, pursue them. Take them out and run with them. It may be the best idea ever. Don't let yourself get held up on the, they won't like me. What if I make a mistake? Emotional teardown. The truth is that some people won't like you. It could be due to the difference in personalities or simply because you give them a run for their money. On another note, making a mistake is inevitable in anything that you do in life. If you aren't making mistakes, it is because you're not trying. That's how you grow. You make mistakes, you learn from them, and you continue on. Trying to make better choices. Another thing you have to remember is that mistakes aren't always bad. Yes, maybe you end up doing something that you didn't mean to, but that could also put you on a path to make your situation greater. Quick example. Maybe you didn't mean to get into an argument with your best friend, but maybe in doing so, the two of you were able to have a meaningful and strengthening conversation that otherwise may have never happened. By diving headfirst, your questions can finally be answered. If you have been contemplating something for a long time, wondering if it is right or wrong, chances are the constant deliberation is not going to help you find the answer. Take the leap however you can. Your decision is most likely not something that has to be permanent. If you make a choice and realize that it is not right for you, you can always make new choices. What matters is that you explore that opportunity to see if it is what is best for you. It's okay if your goals change, as long as you make moves to see the ones that you really want all of the way through. Either decision you make will help you evolve your character. Sometimes fully submerging yourself into the even most terrifying of situations is really what you need to see that this is something you've wanted all along. Now that you've made the leap, you'll be happy that you did. Whether it's to decide, yes, this is for me, or it's not for me, but now I can stop wondering. The most important advantage of taking the leap is that you're strengthening your emotional resilience. Although we try not to, sometimes we can get a little excited about things without thinking them all the way through. Now, yes, I did just tell you to stop thinking, start doing, but it is good to think about your decisions to a certain extent. So you want to think about your decisions all the way through. But once you've decided, go full force, stop thinking about it every single step of the way. Following that, we may have made a firm decision to pursue something that may have not turned out the way we wanted. Find the good in that. Something that has always helped me bounce back when pursuing something is staying optimistic, but realistic. In other words, stay confident and keep a positive attitude while staying aware that anything is possible. It is always good to make that pros and cons list. However, if you have more pros than cons or vice versa, and you still find yourself confused on what to do, action is what you need. In the words of Bo Taplin, better an oops than a what if. 
The key to staying motivated is never lose focus. And I have three ways to help us stay on track with that. Number one, focus on the action that you are engaging in and not the end goal. Consciously focusing on what you're doing and not the outcome that you're hoping for. I'll give you two examples. If you have a goal to lose weight, you will stay much more motivated by allowing yourself to enjoy your workouts and by embracing a healthy eating lifestyle versus dreading every run or every rep and hating every bite of a vegetable. You also do not want to weigh yourself after each workout. Results take time and you don't want to discourage yourself by always focusing on what you get out of an activity. Here's another example. Imagine someone getting a job at a magazine company. Their dream is to become the editor. However, to start out, they were hired as an assistant editor. Don't you think that individual would have way more motivation if they fully embrace their current position and own the task at hand than constantly neglecting their position and focusing on the desire to get promoted? Staying motivated requires embrace, enthusiasm, and passion for the task at hand. Number two, commit to continuous learning. Be fully aware that it is impossible to know everything. Have a never-ending desire to gain more knowledge. Instead of always trying to show what you know, allow yourself to learn from others. Take an interest in things that draw your attention, careers, health, religion, cultures, etc. Learning is an amazing tool that allows us to grasp things better and see perspectives other than our own. With that, we also become more capable of learning new ways to do things. Now that your mind is open to this new knowledge, you are more skilled. Number three, assist someone else. Give what you need a little more of. If you're feeling unmotivated, motivate someone else. If you're feeling a little unloved, provide love to someone else. I'll utilize the two previous scenarios here as well. Imagine you're running with a friend and you both begin to slow down. You're so tired, but know that you have a record time that you want to beat. To snap yourself out of this slump, motivate your friend to pick their speed back up. Encouraging them to start running again will in turn encourage you to do the same. Touching back on the magazine company, you have tons of work on your desk and you feel overwhelmed and unaccomplished. You also spot your colleague looking rather uninspired. Next time you face a situation like this, step away from your work for a moment and help your colleague work through their roadblock. Helping them to gain perspective can in turn help you gain some as well. Lastly, embrace fulfilling moments and celebrate accomplishments. I hope all of this information was helpful for you. My mention for this week's episode is my friend, Christina Wilcox. She's an author, illustrator, and mental health advocate. Amongst normal struggles and running a successful Enneagram business, she is staying strong and motivated toward her grad school dream. You may recognize the name as she was my guest on episode two of the podcast. If you haven't already heard that episode, please go back and check it out. It's entitled, What's Your Type? She just got accepted into the clinical mental health counseling program of her dreams. Make sure to follow her on Instagram or check her out on her website, both at Christina S. Wilcox. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. 